Greetings, everyone. Welcome to uh, the podcast commentary for Dixie Stenberg, Brassy Battalion, episode 26, The Meridional Contemplation. I'm your host, Seth, and I'm sure I direct this piece of uh, media entertainment. <clears throat> and with me, as always, is... Say hello, Jeffrey. Yes, you. Hello, Jeffrey. Oh, it's the oldest joke ever, and I used it again. I'm so late. It's just as funny as the first billion times I've heard it. <laughs> I know. When we last left Never gets old. Brassy Battalion. They were celebrating in the belly deep slough after another. So you had a a uh, beef with the title of this episode? Uh, I had a uh, not really a beef, uh, more of like my tongue didn't want to uh, get this episode title out as well as I wanted it to. It was it was just a little bit of a tongue twister. Kind of a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah. Just had to wrap my head around, wrap my tongue around Meridional. Uh, mm, get your head out of the gutter. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I may have, if I recall, um, I'm not sure if uh, if this was the episode or not, but I, I'm still playing around with the uh, the filtering on the robot's voice, so the pitch shift on the robot here may be a, a bit less than episode 25. Um, in uh, in the bar, but that's you know me playing around, <laughs> having fun with the Adobe Audition 3.0. Now, you know, does the robot have like everything inside that body? Uh, now she has a coffee maker in there. You know. Does she have a blow dryer? I think the robot is just she have a tea maker? very prepared. She has, she has contingencies for whatever she needs. She's like the ultimate mechanist scout. She's a boy scout or a girl scout. It's mecha scout. Would that work? Mecha scout? Yeah, that's it. I guess. Oh, my back is killing me. Those hotel beds are like sleeping on a sack of potatoes. Yeah, well, about that. I've been pushing our now, it's been, what, a year, calendar year, since AirQuest Dynamics got uh, the crap beat out of it, and still it's not up. Yeah, actually, it would be a little more than a year, because you have the year jump, but it also jumps seasons from summer to fall, so you're talking probably like 15 months or so. Oh, oh that's right. So it's been longer than a year. What the heck is going on? Red tape? Oh, it's a war. Come on. World War Two, man. It's hard yes. to get things done. But, but, but it's the battalion. Well, it's a good story plot. I remember it like something I wanted to remember. You and Francie went out all bright-eyed and bushy well, but you came back with that same look on your face. Only it wasn't as strong as it is now. What happened on that trip? Let's just. Ah, Francie. you would like to talk. Filling a bit, filling in a bit more backstory. Francie. Well, if you remember when Frank told that story about about Dixie and the dance way back, I think that was a. Oh, that's right. Early season two. Mm-hmm. When they first went to the Belly Deep. Their, I right. think it was their the first time they went to the Belly Right. Yeah, that was in season one, towards the end. And um, he uh, uh, mentioned his niece, and uh, that's his niece, is Francie, Frank and Francie, you know. Uh-huh. And um, well done on the main uh, you will learn more about her eventually. And now, a word down the down the line. The nectarian, um, and we're at the commercial. Ooh, the nectarian, Umket yes. Industries. Umket Industries. What's that 
commercial popped up really early in the Yeah, usually we get a bit more of to do with the battalion. Hmm. Yeah. Now, do you remember what the original ad for this one was? He said, not. Well, this you know, was for Cheerios. For Cheerios? I mean, I think that was kind of a Cheerios, which became Cheerios. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. See the progression of actual commercial. Oh no, they can discover for themselves that they're local grocers. Go on and get out of town. It's true. You mean? I do. Yes, I'm getting a lot more pleasure from uh, putting the commercials in in different environments now than just the. Although the the studio will make an appearance again, it's it's not going to be the only location for the uh, for the commercials any longer. One more piece of information. I figure it was good to get them out of that room. What kind of background did you use here? It sounds like like a, a marketplace or something. Mm-hmm. This was um, a marketplace coupled with um, it didn't have the the marketplace uh, sound effect that I used had a bit lower volume footsteps. Um, they had a lot of uh, like movement sounds here and there, but it was remarkably low volume footsteps. So I actually added some more footstep sounds in the background to this, so it sounded like a busy marketplace. Or, or a busy supermarket. And this is uh, Abner Cenaris is his first uh, his first job with um, with Umket Industries as Jock yes. the Baker. <laughs> when I first heard this, and I just I cracked up so much. You did a fine job, Abner. So hilarious. Well, we were hoping you could tell us something something about Umkiots. But of course. Shopping for the family groceries <laughs> is no fun these days. Yes, he hit the it's right perfect note. perfect, too, because I, I remember that I uh, had mentioned to you for the casting call. I think it might even say in the script that Jacques has an outrageous French accent. Mm-hmm. And he the casting call, and that's exactly yep. what he yep. got. Copied it directly off the script and just, you know, went for And Abner just came out with this, and it was like, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Your breakfast. Um, and Abner will be back again for another commercial. He was uh, cast um, later on for a different episode. Right, 27, I think. Yeah, I think it's the next one. Yeah, um, with a different accent. So it, 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 Abner is another one of those great character actors who can just disappear into an accent, be it American or English or French or what have you. That also makes him, I believe, the first person to ever play more than one character in Dixie. I don't think that's ever happened before. Congratulations, Abner. You get the distinction. Woo! And I'm here to tell you that I always wondered how you would handle writing an episode where one person had multiple characters. Well, you'll find out at the point, won't you? Sacre bleu! It will put me out of a It must be an interesting writing exercise. That's what it said. It must be something to discuss in a different episode commentary. Okay. Ah, but of course. How silly of me. Yes. It's mighty amazing to see and mighty amazing to taste too. And I should know, for I am the dean of learning. I believe the whole exploding, uh, exploding it from guns was directly out of the, the commercial too. They, they use special guns that you know explode the little <laughs> things out. So. A really fine flavor. And they marketed that to kids. Well, it's not like a 
gun gun you shoot people with. It's like, you know, uh, shooting the dough through it, puffing the air into the pieces so that you get the, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's still an odd idea. What were they thinking? Ah, the 40s. <laughs> I don't think they actually looked like, uh, vaguely like bullets, but I think they were pellets. Possibly before they got that, that like, familiar O shape. Well, they became cheery O's and not cheery O's. Ah. So, but yeah, I think I think in the original commercial they were some kind of like they were like almost sphere-like pellets or something. I don't know. Like puffs or something. Ugh. Yeah, something like that. And this was, I believe, an an ad lib that uh, Abner threw in. Yes, his singing that I just had to yes, put in there for him. We now return our program and the nefarious forces of SCAR hidden away. Ah, this is uh, Steve Anderson and MCR Garcia together again in yes, the jungle. We haven't seen Nevin in a while. I actually couldn't find any sounds of like a machete or like a hatchet for for Billingsley to be um, swiping through the forest. So I actually took a couple sounds from a a household items sound effects catalog of of somebody cutting up um, some vegetables, some type of vegetables, and just snacked that off, the actual cutting sound off, and and got some, like, leaf sounds, and, and eventually you'll hear him, like, hitting bark, or hitting a tree and having to pry the, the, the machete loose. Um, I thought about putting that in there. But yeah, the, the actual slicing sound is of a, a, a regular, like a kitchen knife. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. Now, I want, there's one thing, you have some sound here in the background. I don't know what it is, it's kind of like a, I don't even know what it is, but it sounds like it's coming from behind me. The first time I kept listening to this, I kept turning around and looking, I thought something was making noise behind me. I don't even know what it is. Well, I used, in there, though. I used, I used a couple of effects bed ambient noises of, of jungle settings in the mid-afternoon. So there are birds chirping, and there's a, there's a lot of, like, various, mm-hmm. just, um, general jungle sounds. Also, the the music is at a, a, a bit of a lower volume than usual. The rest of Zeta Squad patrol the skies. I don't know. Maybe something in there. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, most of that was like one or two solid effects beds. It wasn't like individual ones that I picked and and, and put in like that. It was just one long effects bed. One long wave file. I like us. Right. Radif tells her always yelling. Especially into his mic. He's very upset about everything. Especially soup for lunch. Soup? Soup? How can you think of soup at a time like this? Concentrate on your job. I miss Good to see Zeta Squad after uh, 15 months of whatever it was they've been doing. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I like the mm-hmm. So you have the new base. What? I've been trying to get that line in for a long time. Again with the soup. Always about the soup. Meanwhile, back in California, the subject of Walter's Speaking of soup, they like their soup. What can I to register. Yes. I really wanted it to sound like uh like Volker was in a really small room. I mean, I do realize I'm a prisoner. It's almost like he's in a in a, in a bathroom stall or something. You're an American too. 
Like an outhouse? Though it should. Cool. And unusual. And, oh yeah. Oh, I love the bit, too, when, um, when Dick walks away and he's just yelling Susan at the door and you could still hear him on the other side. It's very nicely done. I wanted to make sure he could still be heard, even at, you know, a, a small level. And I believe this might have been an ad-lib from, from Justin as well. The, uh, the different kinds of soup? Was that in the script? Oh, yes, remember. all the different kinds of soup, yeah. No, no. That was not in the script, I don't believe. Justin can always, hopefully forever, be counted upon to add, to, to, to embellish his lines with such great omakes. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and I also wanted to, in that way, expand the bass a little. You, you hear Dixie walking away and then going upstairs. And then entering the main hangar, so it's obviously a different part of the 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 base. And I hope that gave it a little bit more area. Very nice. Yes. Giving Billingsley a tip. Well, I take a second to ask about why Archie's kept us holding on for so long. Some good, uh, some good stuff with uh, Mark Zarekor as Frank McGuff. He's getting more lines. Uh, last year, at the end of last year, he had uh, some pretty good uh, set of lines, but he always seemed to be like mostly in the background. And it's good to see him getting some good uh, airtime this year. Yeah, I try to work in, you know, different characters in each episode if I can. It, there's so many characters in Dixie, it can be really hard sometimes, so i got to try to, you know, make sure each of them get their, their time up there. Yes, thank you. Yay. Even the announcers. What's the projected completion date? Next year. I like I like the the byplay between Witherspoon and and, and Frank McGuff. It really the the actors have have really done their homework, and it really sounds like they're they've done a great deal of effort to make sure it sounds like they are actually arguing, even though they record miles and miles away from each other. Yeah, a little bit of the head button going up. Like how he's not doing all he can when he could be doing a whole lot more. In Frank's own way. Where's <laughs> Frank's own unique way. To say before, <laughs> we have found them in the direction of oh, the. Just spit out what you're trying to spit out already. Oh, the irony. Well. And as you can hear in the background, it is still it is a working base. So you know, trucks are leaving and taking off. Jeeps are coming in. Airplanes are landing, taking off. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yes, what yes, they're just on a. I'm in I guess the most typical, you know, army base. Special, nothing fancy. Generic army base number 47. Mexico. Does that mean more effects betting? What do you think? Hmm, I get to do more jungly stuff. Yay! Said flora and fauna. Hair raising Hagira. 
Oh man, that one was so hard. Nikki's button there. Yeah. I'm just getting really hard to come up with those. Where did you come up with that one? You know. Sorry. Yeah. Let me. You know, they take <laughs> me like half an hour or an hour sometimes. To, to just on the button? Combination of words to actually. Just on the button sometimes, yeah. I'll be thinking about it and thinking about it. I'll just put the script away and I'll, you know, walk around all day thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Trying to find, you know, get the alliteration, get the meaning to actually say it. And, yeah. Oh, this one worked. Pushing. Although I still don't know the definition of Higura. It's um, a journey, usually by a group of people, to um, uh, a safer place. Okay, I see that, but hair raising. Mm. Well, it works either way. I'm well, it's hair raising because it's surprising. You know, Dixie just found out they're going to Mexico. What? She's a little... I don't know. That's the best I can do with that one. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, it, it still works. You know, the, the translation is a bit weird, but it works. You know, the actual words. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot what this song was, and I was going to mention it because one of my favorites from G.I. Jive, and now, <sighs> no memory. <sighs> Way to go. Edochenko will save me with vodka. <laughs> will he always have vodka? I am fish. You are. I'm assuming he probably just <laughs> take it in his plane with him. <laughs> Although, you know, he I could take a couple holster. bottles just like, in case, you know, he needs holster. to. <laughs> one holster. One holster for his gun, one for the box. <laughs> oh, hey, that's my house phone. I'm going to ignore it. If it's important, they'll leave a message. <laughs> that's dedication. Why, thank you. I love her normal voice like that. She's so testy. She does that so well. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since Brenny got, got uh, past her um, timid, uh, pretending to be timid, she's been very, very easily to anger, I suppose. Timidity? Yeah. I like wolves. Swim, swim, swim. Thank you, David, for continuing the wonderfulness <laughs> that is Falkenstein. I love Walter. You just want to hug him. Eventually, you're going to have to, at some point, I, I just, I, I can hear it in my mind's eye, Pelzer, saying, this is Sparta. But it is tasty. Somewhere. that I'm just going to ask for it as a blooper so I can put it in the next blooper reel. That's it, yeah. There you go. Such optimism. Kristen Bays, that's the robotic optimism. That's the Lee Baker man. Doesn't he know? That's kind. America's the best. Jerry Crawford as the Dean. America is the best. Yay for America. No, 
Especially in the 40s, they were looking better. Jock! Jock! Chris Gumprich as the private. Poor Jock. There's no small roles, private, just small people. Why are you looking at me? It's not my fault genetics made me so short. Again, Jeffrey Bridges great read. as the commercial <laughs> announcer. You know who else is short? Jack. Jock. <laughs> okay, stop torturing him. Stop torturing him. Stay tuned next time as Dixie goes on a jungle expedition. Only. There's one of these where the stay tuned next time is like really, really short. Like a couple, a couple words. Like all of them are, are pretty, you know, stay tuned next time as blah, 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 only at pen and audio. But there's one where it's like three words. And that like threw me for the longest time because I like, I, I kept wanting to say more. <laughs> I forget which one that was. Maybe the next one. To give it that mm. distinctive, pleasing crispiness, and looks like a bullet to help you imagine killing Nazis as you enjoy the very fine flavor. <laughs> the best uh, breakfast pastime. Imagine killing people while you're eating. Yep. Milk, cereal, and killing Nazis. All you need. And good, good night. And then Justin said that. He's actually sent a couple of soup songs, and eventually I hope to fit them all in. But this one I think fit the best. <laughs> he loves his soup. <laughs> there was another one that he did. Because you think he's going to stop, but then he just keeps going. And again. Unkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges. Copyright 2008, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. <laughs> Thanks for listening. There was another one he sent, basically in answer to uh, the triplets sang a song about uh, soup, I believe, at, at one point. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that episode where he was in the commercial about mm -hmm. soup. And he sent in a song in answer to that, which I believe I haven't used yet. So um, oh, look for that in a future episode. Good news for the future. Yeah. Very good news for the future. Okay, There'll be uh, more episodes. Episode. So we should, we should probably stop. The episode's done now. Okay. Thank you for, okay. for tuning in, and um, we'll see you later. Yeah. Yeah. Next month. Next time. Bye.